This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. You're listening to Sports and Quirks. I'm Emily. And I'm also Emily. And the Olympics are officially over. Sad face. (laughs) Um, but it was a good time. It's fun to watch. It, it was. The athletes were fun to watch when they were competing. They were fun to watch when they were making TikTok videos. I'm obsessed with Alona Marr um, for various reasons now. She's a hoot. Uh, for folks who don't know, she's on the USA rugby team, and she's very entertaining. Hmm. I don't know if I've seen her stuff. I'll have to send you some of her videos because she's the while she was there, she's like, it's very hard to carry the content of the Olympics. Um, like she joked about it because she had made a couple of videos that like went viral and um there was like different ones where she's like, Oh, look at the outfits they gave us, and she went around wearing this like tie-dye red, white, and blue bucket hat all the time. Um, which in itself is just a look and yeah. um <laughs> she'd flip up the top of it it was it was cute and funny but um doesn't necessarily make me want to go play rugby Mm -hmm. in the slightest but it does make me want to follow her content and for the most part she's she's funny and she's a nurse in san diego which is just like thinking about some of the olympic athletes especially in the u.s there was like a video that showing how a good portion of them like don't make money off of being this like being an athlete and so the only way they're getting compensated is if they win a gold medal or like a medal and I'm like I cannot even imagine having the time in life to just dedicate to playing x sport and not also getting paid to do it and I I mean of course you have the discussion around like women's compensation which is something to like think about like the professional women's soccer players the soccer team and like being compensated fairly in comparison to the men but like just imagine doing underwater basket weaving going to the olympics but like you don't get any money to do it and you spend hours every week doing it like mind-blowing yeah that is kind of crazy to think about it's there have been some like very interesting articles that came up in um of course during the olympics there's always the commentary about the different athletes and you know their life story and like that's really cool but like it i am wondering if you know now that we have all this social media and just options and not that we didn't have social media in the last 15 years but like how some of these athletes can kind of leverage it to get compensated for being athletes and especially if they like won medals i don't see any reason why they couldn't do that but that's neither here nor there we (laughs) didn't really come to talk about that um the u.s 
won the most medals of any country in the Olympics. They won 113. We, we are, United, we are Americans. Our country won 113 of like those athletes did and came in first place for how many gold medals we got. Um, we won 39 and China won 38. So pretty big deal there for the U S for all those athletes. Um, I think this is like one of the bigger medal halls for the U S in recent years. So definitely a good look for the country's athletes. You like to see that very excited about it. And, um, yeah, hopefully that momentum continues on when the winter Olympics start in February. How does that make you feel that that's like soon? It's just weird because we never have like the Olympics this, you know, back to back like this basically. But yeah. um one of the positive things I guess to <laughs> come out of rescheduling, so yeah, a lot of lot of sports back to back and then the World Cup is next year which just blows my mind. I'm like, oh, right. We're doing this other large I do like watching global the World Cup. It's fun. It's like, it's so fun. And hopefully by then, like the Panini's under control <laughs> because I think the World Cup, if, if a lot of countries start being able to like get to that 70, 80% vaccination rate, I think people are going to go wild this summer during the World Cup. We'll see. Be good. We'll start learning more about the various sports of the Winter Olympics, like luge, skeleton. Those were the only obscure ones I could think of that weren't curling, which we've already um, become experts in. Yes, we've discussed that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a talking point when I tell people that. And also in Austin, for Austin listeners, uh, you can go do like a curling class in town. It's like a couple oh. hours long and you just like go and learn to curl. Interesting. Right? Like I bet other cities do this, but can you imagine just spending an afternoon in that like crouching position gliding across the ice? <laughs> no. It, to me, it doesn't sound like the most fun time. I told my like a group of friends and they were like, oh, that seems like a good summer activity because it's so hot. I'm like... Yeah, go from 100 degrees to 40 degrees. That seems like a good way to just shock your body. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> um, so with the Olympics, there's also the equestrian like activities. And you mentioned on the last podcast, you were like, oh, they need to have like more visibility pretty much and they should be on they should be televised and we should be able to watch <laughs> well, all these equestrian events they were <laughs> yes because, that next day because yeah i remember saying that and then i randomly turned on the tv it was like in the middle of the day on a weekday um, because yeah. you know they're not a, it's not a prime time event for sure but i was like oh well never mind um but yeah i think uh they got a little interest, particularly because of TikTok, because people yes. would post videos of like the horses um, at these events and like put them to music. And if you haven't seen them, they're pretty fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have so many questions. I know you were a horse girl growing oh up, right? Uh, Not like a horse girl, horse girl, yeah. but you like yeah, you've been sure. around horses. Yeah. 
you're a horse girl ish. Yeah. Um, I classify anyone who's ridden a horse more than once in their childhood, okay, they're, yes. they're a horse girl. Yeah. Um, and so how, how do people like just train? Cause I think that when people are like doing the horse stuff, I'm like, Oh, they're just like racing them. I think of like a rodeo to be quite honest. Um, mm-hmm. there's that going to college in Wyoming coming well, out. Yes. Like, I was going to say, I feel like our experience in this arena is more so like Western horseback riding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like rodeos and, um, I don't know. Uh, like Yellowstone type horseback riding, not fancy bougie horseback riding. Oh, and I didn't know that that was necessarily fancy. I again, horse. I'm like, if someone has a horse, that's like a fancy ish thing to do I mean, to just is, like have a horse. Yeah, there's a lot of money in it for sure. But um, the Olympic horseback riding events are like the fancy ones. Mm, it's very gotcha. like uh i guess that community you could kind of like compare it to like country clubs um like elite tennis or um that sort of thing gotcha that same kind of a vibe <laughs> so in western type horse stuff they don't teach the horses to do the little no. dancing no Oh, <laughs> so my knowledge is limited, <laughs> but oh, so you might not know how they stopped. teach them to do well, the dances. It's all, it's really interesting because it's very difficult to do. Like it requires a ton of patience and training, like both with the horse and, um, the rider. So basically like when you're watching those events, um, when they're doing like all the little prancing movements and stuff, we're, this is very like high level, not not using proper terminology but like it doesn't look like the riders are like doing anything and the horse is just like doing this like dance almost but it's like all these little like movements that the rider is doing to get the horse to do each of these little steps and transitions oh okay so part of the scoring is like how how good are you at making the horse do these things without us like realizing you're making the horse do these things gotcha so they like they'll like i don't know do a little squeeze of their leg on the left side and then the horse like starts like going to the right and like doing that cross step thing and like tiny little hand motions it's pretty impressive um so yeah wow okay so today i learned that (laughs) wow and then there's the jumping Yeah, yeah, yeah. Separate, separate event, but yeah, that's. But that one is a little bit more. It it does. They're not trying to hide it as much when they're trying to get the horse to jump. Correct. No, like they're still very, you know, poised and not like they don't want to look jerky or anything. But it's not as um, it's not as ballet ish, I guess. Not as yes, okay. Like they don't have to look as dainty. The school because they're scoring with with those events is like really to how well the horse jumps and transitions from, you know, the different, like throughout the, the arena. So. Oh my goodness. There's, I feel like I don't even really know that much either. Like there's, there's a lot to all of this. 
Yeah, but you just shared like so much information about this that I like I wouldn't have known, and I obviously am not going to go look up anything about equestrian anything. <laughs> I'm just like horses. You ride them. Sometimes they jump, and you can race them. So I guess like when it comes to like the Kentucky Derby, I think of that. When it comes to anything that's like an equestrian sport, I think of the Kentucky Derby, and I think of rodeos, and I often forget about is it pronounced dressage (laughs) yeah i regularly forget that's a thing i mean i feel like people only think of it when the olympics come around and even then most people don't think of it (laughs) obviously while it's played in the middle of the day so yes (laughs) when these events are happening when it's the you know the the ballet horses Mm -hmm. so they're not actually playing like any type of music for that I mean, when they're getting trained to do these things, when they're young, I don't know. But, I mean, they do, I mean, they, like, practice these routines to music. Okay. Like, it's not just, like, they have this routine and then, like, shortly before they do the event, they're like, yeah, we'll do this song. Like, it's, they're combined. But basically with, like, depending on what level you're at in competition there are different like different components that you have to incorporate into your like dressage routine like so it's kind of I guess I would compare it to like think of like the horses and the riders but it's like a figure skating routine or it's a gymnastics routine like how the how the music goes with those sports yeah. It's the same kind of a concept here. Oh my gosh. This is so interesting. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and so like dressage is not like on, it's not usually like a televised event unless it's for the Olympics, right? Like yeah. this is something that's like a very unless niche you have thing. Like it's kind of like polo. Some sort of like horse channel. I think there is some sort of a That's not surprising. There should be two horse There's channels. Also horse There's also like horse channel horses. though. Like that's a separate. Oh, yeah. But, yeah but yeah <laughs> man so much thank you know. for for telling us the base level stuff about dressage because i had questions with all the videos that we were kind of sharing between us and colin and marielle it was like oh i should ask emily about the horses because i am so lost well i'm not an expert by any means not even close but um and then another thing you were wondering about um I like how you phrase this. Why do the horses sometimes nope out of the event? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, sometimes they just, it's just not going well. You know, sometimes they'll like balk at a jump. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one really bad um, thing this in the Olympics this year where the horse like, did it? You sent this to me, I think. Did the horse make it over the jump? I don't even remember. But basically, no, so the rider like went flew up to the off jump. the front. Yeah. Oh, there's uh, there was the one where the rider flew off the front. Then there was the one where the rider like tried to take it to the jump, mm-hmm. and the horse was like, no. Yeah. And like, how do you? And I, I assume that this is for like any horse related event. Mm-hmm. Like, how do riders like get back control of the horse to be like, hey, we're we're in the middle of a competition, man. I mean, sometimes it's just somewhat of a lost cause, <laughs> to be honest. Like, sometimes, especially when they're spectators, which they normally are. Um, well, actually, they're 
there might have been at this. It might have been outdoors. I don't know. Anyways. Um, but sometimes they just get spooked by something. Sometimes there's like a bird and they're like, no, I'm, I don't want to be around this bird. I, I don't feel comfortable. Maybe it's like a mental thing with the horse. I don't know. But it's, you know, like sometimes you try and get a dog to sit and it's just like, no, I'm not going to do that. It's, it's, horses are smarter than dogs. They are, yes, but it's it's just the same kind of a thing. Gotcha. Or or yeah. you could also compare it to like, you know, sometimes with um, gymnastics or with figure skating, they just don't land there. Um, <laughs> like not flip, but you, you know. What I mean. Yeah, they just don't land like, like don't, the way they're it's intended, yes. or they like halfway through they they realize they can't do like whatever they're doing in midair and they're like, Oh, I have to like cut it down. Mm -hmm. So they cut down on like a, uh, I don't want to say like a twirl because it's more than that. It's like throwing their bodies into the air. It's like the same kind of concept there. And sometimes they, um, you know, maybe like their balance is off. It's just, they, I don't know, a lot of times they'll, they'll keep going, you know, through the, through the event, but, and sometimes the horse will like act up again, but yeah. Man, it's, okay. It's just part of the deal. There's a <laughs> lot though, of unknowns with it. So I am out for that even reason. Though they're super well trained. They also are like trained for, I mean, the horses that are in the Olympics are usually like, I don't know, like 13, 14, 15 years old. And they like start training them when they're like three. Oh. So they've had a lot of training. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Today I learned. Today I learned so much. Uh, so seriously, thank you for sharing about that. And like, if the listeners, if any of you all have anything to contribute on dressage, like throw it our way because it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Not interesting enough for me to go out and watch it like full time because I can't. I can't. But like, I am intrigued by the horse situation and training the horse and like getting it to dance. Basically. I'm like, well, I wonder if I can teach my dog to dance. Maybe. No, no. she's too stubborn, <laughs> <laughs> but a future dog, perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. So until the next Olympics, there is your equestrian update or yeah, there's nothing that's any animal related in the Winter Olympics. It's all people. Yeah. Yeah. So until three years from now, that is weird. We will not that think that's about the only again. like event, Olympic event that incorporates animals. Right. It, and it, again, it's such a niche one. I didn't realize that. Oh, I don't know. Like it's a big thing in Europe, though. Yeah. Mostly Europe. Which, like, I guess that's how it gets away with being in the Olympics. And that woman whose horse did wig out, like, she was from Brazil. But I think about countries like the Philippines, who, you know, they sent their athletes. And I'm like, do any of them have horses? Can they afford to have horses? Like, this is, like, a developing country. Any of the developing countries in the Olympics, I'm like, can you have, like, yeah, I mean, wise use of funds? There's definitely, like, certain countries are not represented just because it's not part of their... yeah culture at all yeah i wouldn't say it's really part of u.s culture but like there are people who do it professionally (laughs) yes 
I don't, I agree that it's not part of U S culture, but I feel like most sports are played somewhere in the U S because of how, because of like how many different people from around the world end up here and they find their communities and they stick to whatever the sport of their community was. Yeah. But that could just be speculation. Um, yeah. Anyways, speaking of global things, uh, the soccer world had feelings this week when Messi went to PSG um, and left Barcelona <laughs> for more money. Who among us is shocked? Um, but it, I think PSG is about to be like a very, I mean, they were already doing super well. I didn't realize how new of a club they were. And then there were some of that investors that just like threw money into the club and its valuation went up mm. exponentially. And I'm just like reading about this. I'm, I'm kind of like, wow. Um, soccer outside of the United States is such a business. And I wish in the United States we were like, yeah, sports are like a business the way it is in Europe when it comes to the, like any of the leagues and how they're paying the players and how investors just like, throw money at it like it is insane yeah I mean, it's pretty pretty crazy um maybe we'll start doing that with the nba he's also just like seems to be living his best life in paris i saw there was a funny um funny tweet about like i was like like this is messy like not the pope or something <laughs> <laughs> he's got this like whole caravan of like black like cars and stuff it's just like a whole entourage like it's funny he's so loved all over the europe of pa- and South i saw there's an espn story that was like the prince of paris ah! <laughs> oh my god oh, my god. oh that's like that's fitting I, I, bet the, I mean i bet the fans are super excited like <laughs> um yeah they're about to Unless have there's some like, sort of uh I don't know, like controversy related to it. Um, no, but I don't no, the fans want to win. Yeah, right. Like, why wouldn't you be excited? But I don't know. I, I don't know the dynamics of, of soccer. They have a team full of good players, and then they have three like superstars on the team. No, the fans are happy. <laughs> They're like, oh, thank God that we had. And that was the other thing about this club. It's two clubs that merged, and I'm like, of course that mm. just adds to it. And I'm just soccer is a business we need to call Raul and talk to him about soccer is a business for an episode and just dig into that (laughs) um anyways um how'd you feel about the nba draft does it feel like it should not have happened in the last month of life uh you know time is weird these days and it's hard to keep track of everything but um yeah, it was good. I've it's been fun watching Summer League. Um particularly the um Gonzaga players that got drafted. But um yeah. All right. Well Summer League's good to hold us over until the season starts in the fall. What we do have right now is the NW NWSL, MLS, MLB, the WNBA, but the NWSL NWSL, MLS, and MLB didn't take a break for the Olympics, which is wild to me because I knew that these things were going on, but I also was like, but like the Olympics are on. So I'm, I mean, 
I'm just wondering about like who made the call about that. I mean, for the MLS, I guess it makes sense because there wasn't um, the the U.S. men's team wasn't in the Olympics, but they did they did compete. And I was like, oh, it's, I like I think about like when football, college football, and basketball and NBA and like NFL, like all those things are going on. And it's like, oh, you have to be very like aware and like manage your time well because all these sporting events are happening. <laughs> and yeah, as a spectator and like at like. I'm sure these different organizations that are managing it and like getting like money for it. They're like, Oh, we have to think about these things. And it's like, it wasn't thought of for these (laughs) three leagues, which is like kind of sad, but I'm again, another like strategy thing. I'd be interested to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, NFL preseason is starting this weekend. That's weird to think about. That's I can't, (laughs) I can't handle that. College football will be here. When does college football start? Like this month? A week? <laughs> I mean, see. they started doing practices. They put pad. They, I think they've done practices with pads. So Their first college um, football game, 2021, August 28th. Oof. So, yeah, uh, two weeks. That's coming up. Uh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'm excited. I am also excited because then I don't have to give an update like this. The San Francisco <laughs> Giants lead the National League and the Tampa Bay uh, Rays lead the American League. There's Good your bet. MLB update. <laughs> I will say, like, it doesn't seem like any, you know, interesting games start until that, like the first weekend in September. Or, well, Thursday, so September 2nd. Like we've got yeah. Ohio State, Minnesota. That makes sense. That first because that first weekend is like also or no that weekend that Ohio State plays Minnesota is Labor Day weekend. But like that last weekend in August is like the last weekend of like quote unquote fun for fans. It's like the last weekend before school starts in some parts of the country. So mm-hmm. it's people are not giving their undivided attention to college football. Yeah. Yet. Hey, Montana State plays Wyoming. Hey. Two Cowboy States. Yes. <laughs> Duke it out. So, and then for the WNBA, the Commissioner's Cup, um, the Seattle Storm is playing the Connecticut Sun. The w- winning team gets, or each player on the winning team gets three or $30,000. So, like, there's an incentive to win a game. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's your WNBA update. A lot of the players were in uh, Japan for the Olympics, so they are just doing a lot of work. They're putting in the work. So God bless those women that are playing in both these things. Um, what's your game of the week? Uh, one second. What's that clip where it's like I'm putting in the work? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's like a, it's like I think it's a TikTok noise. Um. I know what you're talking about, but I can't. I don't don't know where it's from. But anyways, that's immediately what I think whenever someone says that, which isn't (laughs) often. But anyways, uh, game of the week. Um, I'm just excited to watch uh, Russell Wilson get back out there again. Yes. The Seahawks are playing. Probably going to watch like 10 minutes of it, but even so. (laughs) Better than none. It's just something something fun to to kind of keep us occupied for a little while so yeah they play the raiders on saturday in las vegas so oh neat yeah what's your seahawks win that game of the week 
Um, my game of the week, I'm going to choose a local team this week. feel like I should have picked them when they, or picked when they played uh, the Rapids because I would have been like, yeah, I live in Austin. I want the Rapids to win because, of course, I want the Rapids to win. Um, so Real Salt Lake is playing Austin FC. That's my game of the week just because it works well just living here. Um, what's your hot take of the week? My hot take is that people should just be appreciative of whatever season we're in. I feel like people are constantly complaining no matter what season it is. It's like, if it's summer, people want it to be winter. If it's fall, people want it to be spring. If it's winter, people want it to be summer. It's like, I don't understand. Just enjoy like what we have going on right now. Because when it's the next season, you're going to be missing the season we had. You know, they're all good for their own reasons. True. Just live in the moment and enjoy it. It's true. Get off it's my soapbox true. now. That was very deep, Emily. I want you to just, I want to call that out. Yeah. Um, yep. That was a super deep hot take. And I'm sure lots, lots of folks Lots will of substance. Disagree. Yes. There's a lot to unpack with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? I feel like there's... Always memes yeah. that are like, you know, me in the 90 degree weather, like getting ready for pumpkin spice. I'm like, just enjoy the 90 degree weather. Pumpkin spice will be here soon enough. And it's not that great. It's true. Maybe that's my Those hot take. That's facts. probably a better hot take. So I think we've talked about that, that before. I think we have too. Pumpkin is great. Pumpkin bread, pumpkin desserts, pumpkin spice lattes whether they're from a local like coffee place or starbucks they're all right i could be good with like maybe a couple a year that's all i need i think that's fair one per month of fall there you go yeah so what's your hot take (laughs) um my hot take is that gym memberships should be a lot easier to get rid of Yes, And I'm sure that they're challenging (laughs) because they want people to like one, keep paying them, but two, to like motivate the people who are like, I got a gym membership, but they should be so easy. I shouldn't have someone being like, oh, are you sure? Like, yeah, I'm sure I don't want to give you $30 a month. I can go outside and run. I'm not going to go outside and run in this heat, but like in about a month, I'll go outside and run. For now, I'll just work out inside. I'm, I'm enjoying the season and respecting that I should not run when it's 90 degrees with 100% humidity. Um, it's, like a, so yeah. it's like a cable contract. Yeah, Honestly. It, it's, like, like it, it's like you can't, it's, it's expensive to get out of it before your year is up. That's another thing that seems ridiculous, cable contracts. Like, right? Why? It's not like there's a bunch of, like, a ton of equipment involved. Like, if you want to break your cable contract, like, I don't understand why I don't have, like, month, monthly plans and then, or your Wi-Fi or whatever. Like, it's not that hard to find you know, like a Comcast or AT&T store and drop off your equipment. I mean, they make a ton of money off of it. So I'm sure that's why they do these annual contracts. But I'm like, it just doesn't really. You are correct. To me. All of that. All of that. I agree. I agree so much. Um, what's your wine pick of the week? Um, 
what is my wine pick? Oh, Cascade Wines, um, courtesy mm. of you. <laughs> hey. um, yeah, so Emily gave me a nice um, little like sampler box from uh, Cascade Wines. So it's all Washington wines. <laughs> and there were like a couple of whites, I think a rosé and a few reds as well. And... I like Washington wines. I'm probably biased mm-hmm. having grown up in that area, but yep. it was really nice because they have like little cards that go with each kind that tell you like what kind of food it's good with or what kind of cheese. And I thought that was very handy. Great gift. I'm glad you liked it. Thank you. Yes. It's like, it's great. like doing a wine tasting, but from but the comfort home. of your home. Yeah. Yeah. And they're on these like cute little individual bottles with like a cork thing that comes out. Oh my of the gosh, top. I love it's great. that. So, um, what about you? Um, my pick is a canned wine because I was like, oh, I should test these to see if I like them. I'm going to be on a boat this weekend, so I was like, mm-hmm. oh, got to figure out what I'm going to be sipping on. And so I got this can only because there's a unicorn on it. I'm going to be very honest. <laughs> Um, I was like, oh, I'm going to try this. And it was okay. Um, it was 14 hands, unicorn, rosé bubbles. And so. <laughs> what a mouthful. It was an absolute mouthful. The, the winery, 14 hands. I was like, I think that's horse. It is. So that's it's, fun. Yeah. It refers to how tall a horse is at its shoulders. I think a oh. hand is four inches. Like the. Measurement. I think so. Oh man. Look at us. We are a horse podcast now. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I, I thought that it was cute that it was like a pun and then the, the unicorn on it was cute and fun. Um, fun. It was good. It would be a good, a good canned wine to like take out and float the river, go sit by the pool. Um, it wasn't too sweet, which good. is like... Yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm drinking syrup, so it it was it was good. I drank it and watched Ted Lasso, but Perfect. that's almost as good as sitting in a pool and drinking it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. uh someday you can come here and sit in a pool and drink it. <laughs> Maybe. I hope That'd so. That'd be nice. I'd like that. <laughs> Do you have any personal plugs this week? Um my usual plugs of just check out the tailgate society.com. Um, we're putting out different content and like as sports are ramping right back up and by sports, I mean, college football, I am sorry to like be part of that bias. Um, expect more content and with like the, the drama of the big 12, uh, be sure to check it out. Do you have any personal plugs? No, I feel like you always cover things pretty well. Thank you. <laughs> I, I try. I try to be prepared for one thing, and it is the plugs of the <laughs> you're, website you're that hosts us. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, I guess to to wrap it up, bigger than sports. Um, How do you feel about this being BYU news? Um, before we even dig into, we'll, we'll just say it's one good thing they are doing. I I agree. It was jarring. What? I was like, oh, one one good thing, one good thing. As a so like, institution, so so shout out to BYU for securing the bag for their players. Um, Built Brands partnered with BYU to financially compensate all of the players on the football team. So that includes like the tuition costs and everything. But that means even the walk on players 
like get this money. So um, that's a big win. That's a I know like within that discussion it's a big of like win for the little guys, the walk-ons. It is because like a lot of people say like, oh, what about the walk-ons if like these star players are getting like compensated and all this stuff? Like, how does that look for everyone else? And it's like there is an approach to make sure that everyone's taken care of. And I never thought I'd say that BYU is the one who is doing it. So shout out to BYU for this one thing only. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. Whoops. Sorry. Sorry, BYU people. It's, I mean... I think they they feel it. They they recognize it. They're like, we're hard to like. It's kind of like being a Baylor fan. It's hard out on these streets. And like, I feel sorry for you, son, but I got 99 problems. And being a fan of the Baylor Bears is absolutely not one. Wow. Um, Great job. <laughs> thank you. I was trying to be as nice as possible in that. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's all I've got this week. How about you? I think that's about it. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We will talk to you soon. Emily and Emily Sports and Courts.